Hello. Welcome to the Arrogant Healthcare Marketing Bastards podcast for the week of October 15th, 2012. This is episode 167. I am Chris Bevelo, president of Interval, or the healthcare marketing firm that puts on the podcast, which is where we spread the gospel of marketing transformation. <laughs> With me today in studios. Jackie Ritako, account manager with Interval. And Adam Meyer, creative director with Interval. What up? What up? Hi. (laughs) (laughs) Jackie's over there going, are we doing this? I'm scoping out when I'm... Oh, you're getting ready to talk? Yeah. Go ahead. Nope. Not yet. (laughs) What do we have? We have have some awesome topics today. Debatable. We have some valuable prizes for our listeners. (laughs) That is always debatable. Debatable? (laughs) That's These are for the course. These are going to get us going. These are some real controversial, three controversial topics <laughs> in a row. They are. Hot they are. Um, first, we'll start with non-controversial. Uh, some some updates. So, speaking wise, still out on the road, traveling, <laughs> speaking. I will be in Oregon, Portland, Oregon, for I think they are the Healthcare Communicators of Oregon. Speaking at their conference on Friday, November 2nd, I will be in Mississippi at the Mississippi Hospital Association, um, their chapter for marketing communications. I don't know if that's got a name or not, on November 8th. Mm-hmm. And I will be in Kansas City for the conference held by the Kansas Association of Healthcare Communicators on November 16th, all of which are Joe Public, he don't care. <laughs> Presentations. You should so change hopefully, the I will. Title. I will see you in my ongoing journeys. Are you bringing copies of your book with you when you when you speak? Uh, or is it a little too? There, sometimes I bring a few. To hand a little out. heavy. I don't ever try to sell. I tell people I'm not there to sell a book. It's not a retirement plan for me, and I don't want them to think I'm there to sell a book. My see, goal when I speak is that you don't have to buy a book by the time I'm done speaking. If you see, want to, that's fine. But but if you do, I can put shoes on my children. That's how you say it? No, I don't say it that way. You don't hold up a book and say $25? <laughs> no, and people ask me, do I want to set up like a counter and sell my books? And I don't. I don't know why. It just seems like... You don't want to have a book signing? Cheese ball <laughs> No, I don't know. I mean, I don't want people to think I'm there to, to hawk a book. Merchandising! What? <laughs> we should get a Joe Public t-shirt. Joe Public, I know, the we always talk about thrower. that mm-hmm. on, the, on the podcast. Where I was like, we should get some mugs. And what we're going to give people like a year ago, we were going to give them something... We should do weekly probe mugs or something. I know. We say this all the time. Maybe Katie, our new intern, who might have time to actually make that happen, could work up some swag. <laughs> we do need new swag. Yeah, we, we do. do. We haven't done we swag in a while. got a lot of changes going on in this place. Mm-hmm. We need some new swag. We need traveling coffee mugs where our <laughs> logo corporate is. name is more than four-point type. <laughs> That's what yeah, we that need. Yeah, that was a oopie. I love those things, though. If it wasn't for our name being those mugs. too small to read. <laughs> Yeah, they, they are were, cool. They were awesome. Okay, and you have a little announcement, right? Not a little announcement, a short one, a shorty. I guess I do. Um, the Mission Fall Conference, is that what you're referring to? It is indeed. I, apparently there's a name now for it called Inspired Voices, Strategies for the Future. Oh! Yeah. <laughs> be there or be square. <laughs> um, as I mentioned last time, Chris Boyer speaking... Um, along with the only like man about, that I know that speaks more than I do. That guy speaks everywhere. Do you word. think he speaks more than you do? Yeah, I do. He also has a ukulele, which I do not. You do not. <laughs> so he beats me in many facets. You need to bring. You need to start like 
with you a violin or something. Yeah, <laughs> with a violin. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. So Some bongos. Some bongos. Yeah, like Fonzie on Happy Days. I can't wait. You guys are gonna have to tape him doing his uke. Is he going to it? Yeah, this? he says he's bringing it. Oh. We'll be there with bells on oh, and it's just video recording. Uh, capture system. the awkward like first ten seconds because I've seen video of it <laughs> and it is utterly awkward for everybody involved. But then it evolves and people get into it. But shoot like the people in the in the audience kind of squirming and fake smiling, going, "What's this?" <laughs> Sorry, Jackie. Continue, please. Poor Chris. Hopefully he misses Sorry, this. Sorry, he brought it on himself. Yeah, I know. He is rocking a ukulele. Um, so Chris Boyer and then um, some people we know from Children's, too, are speaking along with some <clears throat> other great speakers, which I won't name. You can go to the website to check it out, mission.com. And it's not mission, M-I-S-S-I-O-N. Like it sounds. Yeah. It's the appropriate Get spelling. Get it straight. <laughs> M-H-S-C-N. <laughs> that is the appropriate Mish- spelling. Mishkin. But it's at the Van Dusen Mansion in Minneapolis. Van Dusen. <laughs> the Van Dizzle. What's that? Don't, don't, <laughs> don't do this again. <laughs> so November eighth, Chris won't be here, but no, I'll be we'll in Mississippi. On. Yeah, he's he's a traitor. My for head's in Mississippi. Do you know that song, Jackie? I don't. What's a, it's? Uh, I'm walking through the Texas sands, right. but my head's in Mississippi. Mississippi. ZZ Top. Live Saturday, Saturday, Saturday. <laughs> Mud bog. Mud bog. <laughs> All seats just five bucks. That's scary. All right. Should we get it? Let's get into the content before I lose our audience. Too it's late. Key. That's probably the number one like piece of feedback we get. Keep them? Could you guys get into the real stuff? <laughs> All right. So, um, first controversial topic. This is a little bit old. Uh, what's the date on this? September 29th. I actually have talked about this when I've spoken, but we have not talked about it on this podcast. It is a story in USA Today titled, Experts Disagree on Best Hospital Rankings. And it's based on a survey that was done by the Robert Wood Johnson Foundation and the Harvard School of Public Health, which found that nearly, well, let's say it was say what it actually is, 38% of consumers surveyed last year said they use hospital ratings to choose a healthcare facility. The story goes on to talk about how uh, there's a lot of disagreement in the industry about the value of those ratings, all mm-hmm. right? And so they say, for example, there are at least 15 different groups that rank healthcare organizations. I don't know, are they just counting in like Hennepin County? There's only 15 because there's three or four times that. Right, right. Um, I don't know if they're talking about it on a national basis or what. But no two judge them the same way, blah, blah, blah. Um, they talk about how, for example, where's my example? Uh, New York City's Mount Sinai Medical Center, which I think most people are quite familiar with, uh, was 14th on the U.S. News and World Report list, while Consumer Reports said the hospital is, quote, consistently poor performer, unquote, uh, and I love that the defense of some of the rewards, like the the guy from uh, Consumer Reports, says his ratings are more on bias because the magazine doesn't accept advertising or allow its brand to be used in ads, and has a long history in patient safety. So maybe more on bias doesn't necessarily make them more accurate. Right. So here's my challenge. My challenge is with the lead of this story. 
Nearly 40% of consumers surveyed last year said they use hospital ratings to choose a healthcare facility. So what's your first reaction to that? Ty. <laughs> you guys weren't as charged up about it. When I read it. My first reaction was bullshit. Bullshit. Well, I knew you, well, you were going to say that. I bullshit, just, I'll say yeah. it again. <laughs> bullshit that nearly half the people use awards and rankings. Well, it's, They say they do, right, bleep them right. out. but they don't. And I'm not, you know, I'm just telling you. Now, yeah. that's, that's one problem. Okay, so I think that there is a survey bias that folks are, are people don't want to look stupid on a survey. So they're not going to say, no, I ignore the or rankings of the hospital. Don't want to feel stupid themselves. Right. So they don't admit to themselves. Right. Um, but even if they do, let's just say that they do. Okay. <clears throat> um, my fear is that a CEO reads this in USA Today, right? Because that's what they read, among other things. And they go, see, Right. 38%, that's 40%, that's half. More than half, that's how they do the math, by the way. <laughs> More than half of the people look at awards and rankings, which is why we should drop the dime on all the awards we have mm-hmm. to pay for and spread them everywhere. And, of course, my answer to that would be, no, Joe Public doesn't give a shit about your hospital, right? I'm being really profane now because this gets me animated. That's all right. What's that? That's all right. It just infuriates me. Even if 40% of people use it, 40% of people searching for a hospital may use it. I may even buy that, right? Mm-hmm. But how many people are searching for a hospital? Teeny tiny percentage right, at any right. given time. So if you think that by promoting your ads, you're getting 40% of the people, you, that's wrong. You may, at best, in a, in a perfect world, if the survey's right, be helping to influence 40% of the people that are searching for your hospital. I don't doubt that if somebody comes to your website looking to check you out, that they'll look at your rankings and awards. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's fair. But that's a pretty small segment of the population. Right, and it's right. translated by non-marketers as, see, more than half of the people via this, we should be promoting it. Mm-hmm. So well, well, I think like anything, it's, <clears throat> it's our job as marketers, um, unless, you know, unless there are marketers who buy into it too, and there's clearly there are, um, it's your job to educate, I think with anything, um, it's your job to educate those who are telling you what you should be doing or, you know, ask, or maybe hopefully they're coming to you asking if they sh- if you should be promoting this. Um, and then it's an opportunity to shine a little light on, uh, the scenario. Yeah. Awards, awards. I no, mean, if, if your you're and rankings. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, a lot of a lot of marketers are in an unfortunate situation where they do are dictated to from above. But hopefully, a lot are also in the situation where leadership hired you for a reason and allows you to work intelligently on your own. Right. Best judgment. Right. And we've beaten this to a like a uh, dead yeah. Horse. It's a, All the reasons why it's ineffective um, when you're talking to the masses. Um. Still happens all the time. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so that was controversy number one. I'll try not to swear as much. <laughs> Sorry to all the all the kids. We have a huge youth following. <laughs> yes, <laughs> we do. Twelve and under. Yep. Okay. Number two, we're going to switch out of, out of healthcare for a little bit. I know people love it when we do that. Uh, and we're going to talk about brand identity. And I want to be specific when I say brand identity, not brands, because neither of these organizations have changed their brands as we understand brand, which is the value and differentiation in the market that they provide, uh, they have changed their brand identities. The symbols that 
that support their brand. Uh, and the two, which is interesting because these are very recent, Arby's and Wendy's. Mm-hmm. Uh, and funny. obviously it's really difficult in an audio format for you to understand what we're looking at, but I'll try to describe it. Uh, folks are familiar, I'm sure, with both Arby's and Wendy's classic, their existing logos. So Arby's is that like tall hat with, with what I would call a Western font. Yeah, yep. It says Arby's. Wendy's is... Cowboy hat. No, Wendy's isn't a cowboy hat. No, Arby's. Arby's. No, Arby's, I know. Yeah. Wendy's is like a <laughs> sign-looking thing. Um, the, the, dominant, <laughs> the dominant part of it is uh, the word Wendy's, which also has a Western-looking font, yep. more classic Western, but they're both Western. Uh, a little picture of the red-headed Wendy mm-hmm. illustrated at the top, and then old-fashioned hamburgers below. And yellow. Yep. So the, the pure logo is probably just the name, but they, they consider that whole almost sign as their logo mark, okay? Right. So the switch is Arby still has the hat, um, almost the exact same. It's got a little thicker line. They, um, they've given it, it's like a three-dimensional hat yeah. now. It, it doesn't look any different to me. I don't see well, how the it's old more one three-dimensional was, the old one than the other. Well, it's, it's, it's literally protruding. It's got, um, it if is. you're looking at the... There's a sheen. The, the com, which we'll have, we'll have a link oh, up I'm in the show at notes. I'm looking so it's different online. Yeah, yeah. If you look at the the actual mark, the the cowboy hat outline has a three-dimensional yeah. appearance. Oh, I see. And okay. then the text itself is flat. So um, like the McDonald's arches mm-hmm. have a three-dimensional. Sometimes, not always. Right. Well, just like when I'm printing this out, there's no three-dimension <laughs> in it. So not with Arby's either. But a lot of times you see them, it looks like it's a kind of protruding right. a little bit, yeah. Um, yeah. The bigger change is Arby's, the word, has gone lowercase before the A was uppercase. Uh, and it's a uh, more contemporary font. Wendy's uh, has dropped the whole sign Rigamarole. deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, they still have the little girl in a circle, but there are no words. Before, there were words that I can't even read. Quality is our recipe. Recipe. That's gone. <laughs> it's just her. Uh, it's an updated version of her, mm-hmm. so her her pigtails don't stick straight out. Um, so it's an updated illustration of a little girl, <laughs> and it's just Wendy's. It doesn't have all the other stuff around it, no old-fashioned hamburgers, no other um, artwork, and the Wendy's is a modern... Um, it's, it's kind of a handwritten, a fa- kind of a thick marker felt right. handwritten type But more font. progressive, more modern. Yeah, much more modern. So... Um, what I will throw out there, what I think is interesting, is you guys have a different reaction than I do. I think you and Adam and Jackie, you can describe your feelings about these two. I'll let you guys go first because I think okay. they're on the same page. F- sure. Well, Adam's like the pro. <laughs> well, <laughs> but that's well, also going to be a danger when we're talking about this because yeah, this isn't for pros, true. and that's a lot it's of the times public. They get Although trouble. it's because I think we're on the same page, though. Right. Well, yeah. let me start by saying Arby's and Wendy's are the two places where that's like my first go-to is for fast food. <laughs> so I'm already, so I kind of already hold them near and dear just okay. from that food? perspective. So I'm going to be a little biased. Which will make there. our last talker today interesting for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like I like where Wendy's has gone. Wendy's we just noticed today. I think they just announced it um, today, or at least it's been out in the news. It's actually on USA Today because I was just looking. I just brought up the article, Chris, that we had mentioned a second ago on awards. And in the money section of USA Today, the Wendy's today has got like the main headline slot there with their rebranding. Um, so clearly, it's pretty big news. But I I like what Wendy's is doing. One of the things Wendy's to me feels much more family oriented, or at least that's what they want to be, versus Arby's, which to me has always felt kind of 
adult oriented. They do have a kids menu and stuff, but it's just more. When you think of roast beef sandwiches and other sandwiches, I don't know. I think I think more adult than roast beast. Happy meal, yes, roast beast. Happy (laughs) meals and stuff like that. Um, So I I think that they updated Wendy's mark. You know, thank God they retained the little girl's head because like. That is an iconic thing. When we drive, my, is, my, yeah. my two-year-old can't read, but when we drive by Wendy's, he says, Wendy. <laughs> when we drive by McDonald's, he says, Logo. Because <laughs> he has, we don't ever go to McDonald's. Um, <laughs> and I don't think he recognizes Arby's. He might. But he recognizes Wendy's, recognizes Target. That's the other one. Um, but he would still recognize this. So, I mean, I think just this, you kind of pass that mm-hmm. symbolic icon test right there. So I'm glad that they didn't get rid of that. I'm glad yeah. that Arby's didn't get rid of the hat. Um, I like Wendy's typeface. I think that the Western font never really fit who they were. Uh, I guess it kind of did with the old-fashioned hamburgers, right, but it's, old-fashioned. But but old-fashioned to me doesn't necessarily say Western. It just means kind of you know old-fashioned. Um, whereas Arby's to me, I don't know the Western vibe with the hat always felt. I mean, the mark matches matched the old typeface for one thing. It was a Western hat mm-hmm. and it was a Western typeface. And the hat was really clearly designed to be formed around that old typeface. So it just, it worked very well together. Um, I don't miss, there's like not a lot of nostalgia that's like, that I would want to cling to with the Wendy's mark. I don't mind that it's updated. It doesn't, it's not offensive in any way. Mm-hmm. Um, but the new typeface that Arby's has chosen is the lower, as you said, Chris, lower, lower case. It's offensive. It's very, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's modern, but it's not really modern in the yeah. sense of feeling like a modern typeface. This just doesn't feel Western. Um, it's very round. Um, you know, the apostrophe I'm not even sure. looks like a four leaf clover. The apostrophe is funky. It's like, the, it's like a yeah. circle with a little tiny thing. I mean, the old apostrophe was kind of funky too. That's like an eyebrow, the old one. But <laughs> yeah. you didn't even know it was an apostrophe. It no, you'd like think it was part of the hat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But in the, so there's, there's a lot of competition going on. A, just the mark doesn't jive with the typeface. I mean, the typeface isn't bad. I just don't like it with, with the mark. Um, and it's also flat. It has no dimension, whereas the hat has this three-dimensional protrusion yeah. going on. So they, they compete with each other on that, on that ground. <clears throat> um, so I don't know. I just I don't like it. I, it, it, it doesn't jive. The, the, it, does, it, feels, it doesn't feel like it flows. There's no flow to it anymore. Where it used to feel appropriate. Okay. And I don't, I don't know that, that it matches the perception of being a, a much more mature fast food restaurant in terms of the audience that I think it attracts. Um, I don't know that this style really aligns with that. But maybe they're trying to broaden their reach as well. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Be a little more accessible and a little less mature and old school. I don't know if I'm going to be able to come at it from such an intense... You don't have to. A standpoint, it's going to be more rubbish. But um, you mean like Joe Public? Like, yeah. Joe Public doesn't care about Joe your roast Pete. beef, no. <laughs> um, yeah, I wasn't a fan of the Arby's redesign, but I do like I do like Wendy's. It's cute. It's updated. But I will say that I and this might just be because I kind of love like the vintage look of things. So these logos to me just. I've always kind of looked vintage-like, and so I like them for that reason. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I love the old Wendy's logo, but I think it could have used an update. So, I don't know. I'm kind of torn on that one. I mean, I can see where they were going. but um, And I, I don't go to Wendy's or Arby's, so I also don't have, like, <laughs> that deep feelings about them that maybe Adam does. Um, 
But yeah, I Never don't know. Go to the Arby's in the Minneapolis airport. Oh yeah. I don't. I didn't, I didn't even Every know time there I go was there, one. It's a, it's a, it's a unique <laughs> endeavor. Like the time before last, there was pop everywhere. You couldn't even walk up to the counter because it was just like people were like getting their soda and would splash on the floor, and they left it there all day. Mm-hmm. It was oh. literally like a lake of pop, and you could not, you couldn't get to the counter to even order, <laughs> let alone get your soda. Last time, they give me the like opposite of what I asked for. I wanted like a roast beef sandwich, nothing on it, and they gave me like roast beef, ham, and cheese with all, slather with a bunch of crap on it. <laughs> <laughs> so don't go there. So it was a great experience. It's awesome. But now that they have a new logo, yeah. it'll be great. <laughs> no, I won't go there because of their new logo. No, I'm kidding. Sorry to mean to interrupt you, but No, it's okay. But yeah, I mean they're both fine, but I kinda like the vintage aspect of both of them. But what do I know? Well, here's what I'll say. I'm gonna go deeper than the logos. Um I do find it interesting because they're both very similar logos to me to start yeah. with. They're Western style fonts, old fashioned, um, and they're both moving to something more contemporary. So to me, they're kind of doing the same thing, and I don't necessarily like or dis. I like both of their moves. They do you needed like them? to, yeah, they needed to mm-hmm. to move away from the vintage old school. Look. Been, yeah, I think that's good <laughs> for them. It's updated. Here's what I think is hilarious about Arby's. Okay. So there's a description. We'll provide links to Brand New, which is the website that we pulled this from. Um, Here's what they say about the change of their identity. Updated, modernized logo that stays true to the iconic hat, which has, what the F does that have to do with Arby's? (laughs) But also communicates Arby's pride in freshly slicing meat daily in each restaurant. Now wait, there's more to that. (laughs) Their new tagline is slicing up freshness. And have you seen their advertising? I have seen their new ads. It is ridiculous. I haven't. What is it? It's They're a guy who looks like... Fresh sliced deli meat. He's, he's... Who is he? He's he's somebody. He's like a former mob prosecutor or something. <laughs> he comes off that way. And he's like, hey, Arby's hired me. And he's got like this accent to show you what fresh sliced means. So I'm going to show you what it is at Subway. And then he shows up at this like industrial park. And the little fine print says one of five slicing facilities. Oh, yeah. This is what Subway means by freshly sliced. They slice it here and then they bring it to the restaurant. At Arby's, we slice it in the restaurant. And I'm like, this is your positioning? Not the freshness of the meat. We're not talking about where the meat comes from. We're talking about where it's sliced. This is how you are going to, that alone. Because at first I'm like, this is a really stupid ad. (laughs) That this is what you're pulling out. And now... But you have it memorized. Sorry. Now, because I've seen it enough times and it bothers me, now that I see that, that this is what's behind, they think that this logo helps represent their new positioning of freshly sliced meat. See, that's the such a stretch. sliced? Not who like... Who gives a rip? Who yeah. knows what they're slicing? Yes. <laughs> who knows what's Dog. in that mystery meat? But that's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about that we slice it in the store. Yeah, who cares? Who? I mean, if I were Subway, I'd be like... Yeah, good for you. <laughs> yeah, we sliced it before it gets to our stores. That's, that's why we that's can get a weird. sandwich As, done in 3.4 minutes, whereas you guys, it takes forever. Right. That's how I would come back. And that I'm going to say it as an Arby's fan... I like the food. I like the roast beef sandwiches. Mm-hmm. I could care less if the roast beef is sliced at Arby's. <laughs> Are you going to say it, if, if it, it was real? If they open up 
If they open up some little plastic pouch of roast beef and dump it on a bun and warm it up and it tastes the same to me, I could care less. You know what that means to me? That, that means every Arby's has a slicer in it, which has to be cleaned and there's a slicing oh, board. And do I trust that every Arby's, like the one in the airport I just described, is keeping that thing immaculate? Right. Or are there finger parts in there and other <laughs> are, things? Are employees hacking I think I'd limbs. rather have my meat slice in a central location where I'd trust it more. That's and all true. the employees have to do like is a, peel it off and put it on a sandwich. A sealed and sanitized facility where they are slicing That's incredible. The meat. Yeah. It's incredible that that's their deal. And here's the beauty part, because this is going to transition to our next one. Their agency, okay, is Crispin Porter Boguski. All right? Are Top these? agency in the country. Uh, they're the ones that are behind, I don't know if they're behind the brand positioning, but behind the advertising. And the guy who did the ads is the guy who also did Borat, Religious, Bruno, and The Dictator. So in other words, the, the ads are pretty, they get your attention, but they're ridiculous when you, when you hear what it's about. So that transitions yeah. into our last Well, you know, one thing I'd like thing. to say, though, too, is you know, our stance on, you know, our stance when it comes to, when it comes to identity work, we've always, you know, we, I, we've, I'm, we believe that the Marks, embody something and symbolize something but first and foremost we've always said that you know your mark ends up meaning whatever you yes lead it to to mean right. you know you it it doesn't have meaning that you don't create um i really we I, we've always been at least i think we've tried to be good about not like filling creating these lines of bs about what this mark means you know we've all, we've, we when we do identity work we talk about what the what inspired it? Um, you know the 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 brand traits that you know you believe this is what you're living and this is what we're trying to bring out. But I don't know. It's just sometimes you hear these descriptions of what these marks are supposed to mean, and they're so over the top and just absurd. Or it's like, what like the that. hell? Like Why that, do you even that say that? That it it's stays true to the iconic hat, which makes me laugh. Because why do you have to stay true to the iconic hat? What does that have to do with your your value proposition? Um, but also communicates Arby's pride in freshly slicing meat daily. How does that communicate fresh I slicing? Know. I don't know. If because it's, it's a more modern uh, bot? I suppose. But, but Adam, to your point, this is, I, I'm doing a lot of brand work now. I go out now, I'm working just by myself sometimes. The agency does it too. Uh, and I, I'm constantly telling people. Because a lot of it's not about the, the, the logo, it's about the name. Right. Mm-hmm. And it might be, you know, groups partnering or it's a merger or whatever. And I'm always saying the brand makes the name, not the other way around. Mm-hmm. The brand fills in what the name means. The name does not drive what the brand stands for. It should reflect it, not obstruct it, not get in the way of what you're trying to be. Right. So if Arby's was trying to be old fashioned and they put something out modern, that's not a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but the hat has nothing to do. Nobody associates the hat with the only thing they associate with is Arby's, mm-hmm. right? So if you wanted, if that's what they mean by iconic, fine. But right. it's nothing to do with the the brand value. Mm-hmm. But at this point, maybe why change? But if you got rid of the hat in ten years, nobody's going to go. Boy, Arby's is a different place. <laughs> this is really different. You know, they've that's so true. The, the pop on the floor and the and the screwed up order. That's just not for Arby's. How are we doing? I don't know if we have time for the last one because it's a good one. We've got, we've got about just a, mention it briefly. Are you we've got be able about to do a minute. That? Okay, a minute. Real briefly, we'll post a link to this. I, I wanted to make that connection to Crispin Porter and Boguski because that's a huge 
one of the hottest shops in the last five, maybe 10 years. Mm-hmm. But Alex Bogusky, who was a partner and creative director, left the firm, I think, a year or two ago. Uh, and he's, it's been really interesting to follow his story. If you read about what he's doing now, um, apparently he had some kind of epiphany about the ad business because he's doing a lot of um, <laughs> cause stuff. Mm-hmm. But just recently, he did work with the Center for Science and the Public Interest, which is a, a Washington, D.C.-based nonprofit, uh, to focus uh, public attention on the terrible effects of sugared soda. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's interesting is they did that by creating a video, which is a riff on the Coke polar bears. Yep. Uh, what's even more interesting is that Coke was a major client of Crispin Porter Bogusky, I think when Alex Bogusky was there. They mm-hmm. may still. Uh, I haven't read this yet, but it's very possible they're the ones that created the Coke polar bears. Uh, the ad, or whatever you want to call it, the video, yeah. we'll post a link to it. PSA is probably the best. PSA. Yeah. It is brutal. Brutal. Against Coke, yeah. Well, against soda. It, wow. I mean, it's you associate it with Coke because it's mm-hmm. the polar bears, right? Um, and a dark beverage. But it's basically, it makes fun of like the idea that these things are, these ads are supposed to make you feel happy and Coke's supposed to make you feel happy. Mm-hmm. Um, it shows and has like interspersed statistics on the, the drastic effects of soda on diabetes and on diabetes on health. Mm-hmm. The Papa Polar Bear gets his leg amputated <laughs> because he's got diabetes. They show him at one point the, the bear pushing away all the Coke bottles in the fridge so he can pull out his yellow bottle of insulin <laughs> and inject it. Uh, he has erectile dysfunction. So him and Mama Bear can't mm-hmm. get it on. They lose a tooth. He, the, the Mama the Bear girl. loses a tooth. It is pretty graphic. Yeah, it is. Uh, and the statistics are pretty eye-opening as mm-hmm. well. Uh, some of them make you want to go, hmm. Like, I think it says one more sugared soda a day increases the odds of getting diabetes by 60% or something. Yeah, I mean, just kids like, or something, yeah. Really? But mm-hmm. some of the sources are like the Lancet which is a well-respected medical journal. Mm-hmm. So anyway, uh, we wanted to mention it because I, I do think it. it goes to a lot of what we've talked about recently in our own business and what we're doing with healthcare and can we sleep at night. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alex Bogusky apparently couldn't sleep at night, left his job, and now is literally going out there fighting the very thing he helped create, which is... It's really interesting. It's interesting. I don't know whether it's admirable or not. It's interesting. I'm sure Coke loves it. <laughs> I bet. Just looking at his picture. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's brilliant. Mm-hmm. He's brilliant creatively. Uh, they're also the folks that, um, I guess he's, he's gone out after uh, cigarettes. I think, actually, they're the ones that did the truth campaign. Crispin Porter Bogusky. Oh, really? The cigarette, the anti-smoking truth campaign. Yeah. Which Those was very powerful. controversial. Yeah. Um, but that was part of the agency's work. Mm-hmm. Now he's out on his own, basically. It'd be like me leaving Interval and then going out and ripping hospitals <laughs> oh, yeah, in my own that's advertising. What I was just thinking about. How would that go over, I wonder? Yeah. All right, so anyway, we, we challenge you to go check it out. It would be a great conversation for folks to have. Yeah. Well, he's, he's a big enough deal to have a verified, a verified Twitter account, so he must be somebody. Uh, he's a big deal. He's a really big deal. Yeah. So uh, before we go, a reminder that... You can follow us on Twitter. I'm at at Interval Chris. I am at AP Meyer. 
Jackie's not on Twitter. I don't use it. <laughs> We're launching. Follow Kristen. We are launching an interval-based Twitter stream, so yes. that we'll have more communication. Yep, come on. Uh, it's been hard for me to to keep up because I've been so busy personally. Uh, you can also join our Joe Public Doesn't Care About Your Hospital group on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Uh, we see a lot of content posted and conversation happening, uh, and obviously you can uh, leave comments on our website. Uh, we really encourage listeners to leave reviews on the iTunes site. The more reviews we get, the easier it is for people to find our podcast, and the more people, the better yeah. uh, that listen to it. So we really, if you're if you're a longtime listener, uh, we encourage you to go out to iTunes uh, and leave a leave a review for us. Mm-hmm. Anything I'm missing? No, I don't think so. Okay, I don't think so. Cool. So for that, for arrogant healthcare marketing bastards, this is Chris Bevelo. Freshly slicing his meat. <laughs> Jackie Retackle. <laughs> and Adam Meyer. Thanks for joining us. We'll catch you next time.